Good evening. Welcome in. We are here with the State of the Tigers, our weekly show talking Mizzou sports here on PowerMizzou.com, actually on YouTube right now, but you get the idea. You managed to find us. We appreciate that while you're here. Like, comment, subscribe, do all those things uh, that make more people see what we do. Um, we will have a little bit of basketball stuff with Drew King pretty soon. We'll have Gerard Hamilton come in, talk a little bit of football. I'm Gabe DeArmond. You get to talk to us all tonight. Before we go there, want to remind you that this show every week is brought to you by our friend James Carlton at State Farm Insurance in Webster Groves. I actually have been uh, emailing back and forth with James about some various insurance uh, things in the last week. I can tell you he is incredibly responsive. He wants to be your insurance agent. He's going to do everything he can, give you all the best options they've got. And hey, even if he can't sell you to make a move, if you talk to him, if he gives you a quote, if you tell him you heard about it on Power Mizzou, he's going to do some good things for Mizzou's NIL efforts um, just as a result of you guys having that phone conversation. So you can get in touch with James. His information is going to be scrolling across the bottom of the screen Throughout the show, you can go to carltoninsurance.net. You can get a hold of him at 314-961-4800. We encourage you to do that, uh, just as Drew King did. As I mentioned, James does a lot of NIL stuff with the University of Missouri. Um, Drew, I know that that you work with James. Has he told you whether or not, um, you know, how, how long he is spreading his $62 million donation out for? Or... <laughs> Um, I haven't heard from James about the $62 million. Okay. No, I have not, unfortunately. Well, well, if you find out, there's a lot of people on our message board who want to know who that was. So if you find out it's James Carlton, <laughs> come, come hop on the Tiger's Lair and tell everybody uh, you're welcome you know, for the donation. I, I'm, I'm just so puzzled, A, like how somebody has $62 million to just give away. <laughs> and then right. B, like to not want... To not want the credit for it, like that, he's a lot more unselfish than I am. Like yes. I want my name on a building for giving that much. There, there are a lot of people who have a lot more money than you or I do, and apparently are also at the same time better people than you and I are. So uh, I guess so. <laughs> good for them. So, so I think we can just sum up this portion of this show this way. Welcome to the show, Drew. Logan says, do we have to talk about basketball? <laughs> That's <laughs> where we are at. Um, so last night, um, I've seen that game before. Looked very familiar. Oh, have you? Yeah. I, I mean, what, I assume did, you have as well. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, we've run into a couple of times where, like, surprise, somebody's injured and not going to be playing tonight. Um it just so happened that this time it came with uh, Mizzou's leading scorer, right? Like Sean East, pretty important player for them. And then, yeah, like, you know, I, I wrote my past two times in, in my preview, like if you're going to design a team that's specifically custom built to expose Mizzou's weaknesses, it looks a lot like te Texas A&M. Um, so, yeah, like it went like a – about how you expected it to go, given the circumstances. Yeah, um, I think I texted you and called the game at 1610, Texas A&M. 
Um, <laughs> ultimately, like it remained a game a little bit longer than that. But yeah. I mean, in all for all intents and purposes, it was over at that point because I, I I don't think Missouri ever tied the game again after that point. Yeah, they did come close a couple of times. Well, and they they actually did take the lead after sixteen and ten off of Mabor Majak's uh, oh, putback right. slam and one. Yeah, yeah, they went to twenty three twenty two, lost the lead. Um, I think got down by fourteen, and then you know made a little bit of a comeback in the second half. Got it down got to it a one possession game. Yep. Yeah. Um, but again, like. Sisyphus cannot get the rock over the hill and everything just I, I don't comes remember, crumbling back. I don't remember exactly what the score was, but Anthony Robinson missed a layup and I just said, okay, we're done here. Like that, that, that just tell like it, it's, it, it, and look, they lack talent. There's a lot of things, but on top of a lot of things and nothing's going their way this year. Mm-hmm. They've, they've had a, like, I mean, Anthony Robinson's probably made that shot twenty thousand times in his life, right? And it's just, it's I mean, just rolled out. yeah, a, a wide open layup like that's yeah, it doesn't get easier than that, right? And he made a great move because Texas A&M's defender went for the steal. He brought the ball like over the top so that he couldn't get to it. And again, it, it's him in the rim and goes up for the layup. The ball rolls out like. Yeah. And I think that was – I don't remember exactly when it happened like you, but that was like a pretty important moment early in the game. And as soon as it rimmed out, like there went the momentum, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like it, it's just like they make these mistakes at the worst possible times. Um, right. And it, it just completely deflates them every single time it happens. Yeah, so we're not going to focus a lot, guys, on the game last night. Whatever, they're zero and ten. You know what it is. Like, it, it, they may win one, they may not. They, we'll see. But yeah. either way, the season's not really going anywhere. So, want to kind of take a, a couple of the basketball questions we've got early because we're going to hang out with Drew for a little bit, bit and then uh, bring Gerard on and talk some football stuff. Uh, so, Connor's asking about Trent Pierce's three-week illness. So. Before I go into any of it, I know Dennis Gates talked about it earlier this week. He said it was an ear infection and a virus. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the exact words that he used. Correct. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I had talked to somebody in Nashville that said, you know, these, like, look, I have not had an ear infection in a long time, but they suck. And mm-hmm. supposedly these are causing trends enough pain that like he hasn't even flown with the team to the last two road games uh, because, right. you know, I, I don't know how much, how many physics majors we have here, but if you've ever noticed when you go up in a plane, your inner ear kind of has some things happen there. So, uh, so like, I, again, would it be easier maybe if all the information was public and they just told us everything? Sure. But that's not really how things work around here. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting, too, because Trent looked like he was going to play, right? He was dressed out. He was warming up with the team, um, you know, went through, like, the entire warm-up routine. And I I had to text Mizzou's SID to make sure he wasn't playing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I do think that he'll be back soon. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just been kind of one thing after another with him. Dennis Gates said he got sick as soon as they landed in College Station for the road game against Texas A&M. Um, and so I'm, I'm assuming that I, I, I got that, sick about two hours into watching it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so I, I, if I were to venture a guess, I would say like he got the virus there and then developed an ear infection afterward. And so that's kind of why it's been yeah. a prolonged absence for him. Uh, Magic Man says, can the basketball team borrow some money from the football team for NIL for next year's transfer? portal?" Look, I mean, that's the whole thing at this point, right? That That's the whole thing is he's got to go out. And he's got to buy some good players. And I, I just like to say things like that because it's so fun that we can say it out loud and like yeah. it's legal now, you know, like, I mean, it's been what college sports has been for a long time, but, but now it's actually a thing. But, I mean, somebody asked me earlier today, how many transfers do you think he takes? So I don't know if you saw my answers. How many transfers does this team need? Do you think? Okay. So going off of, kind of what we said where you're you're pretty much just keeping Tamar Bates and the three and the freshmen. Freshman. And I think I, I think they will bring John Tanjay back at this point. I don't know why they wouldn't play him if they weren't bringing him back. Right. I don't know um, if okay. that's what I would do, but nobody asked me. Right. I'm not the head coach. So so just going off of roster math um that's five returners then you've got five in the 2024 class so that's three scholarship spots that we know of that they could bring in um and but, and i can't say like none of those the five freshmen the five guys coming back you're not going to go to any of them and say you're not on scholarship we'll just get you in yeah deal to cover it yeah I mean, those are going to be scholarship players correct um so yeah like i I don't know that they're going to have 18 on the again next year, but I think three is a pretty reasonable number to expect, if not two, right? Because I, I it's, it's could see a world. There's no I, way I, you can bring five guys back off a winless team and add five freshmen to them and only take two trains. There's no – that's insane. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is If, if you uh, – I wouldn't be – completely shocked if they keep Aiden Shaw around because we're not including him in that group of returners. Like, I, I think that there is some potential there, right? Like he's obviously very gifted athletically, but he's really, really raw on the offensive end and not usually big enough to hold his own on the defensive end. So like, he, there's a lot of work to be done there. If he sticks around, I, I wouldn't, argue against it but i also could see a world where he moves on so um if that's the case though then you, you've only got two scholarship spots available for transfers i just look at this team and go you need a lot more than two spots in john tanjay like i i don't unless you just work wonders in the offseason right unless aiden shaw just takes this mm -hmm. leap unless ant robinson becomes <laughs> a starting point guard i i mean I, I don't even think it's fair to say we have any idea what Tanjay and Trent Pierce are at this point. Maybe they're incredible. Yeah. But maybe they're not. Yeah. Like that's, that's the real big question for me. Right. Cause we know they're going to go get new guys in the portal. Right. The bigger question for me is like with this freshman group, how much 
of a step forward can they take in the offseason? Because right now they look like freshmen, right? Like uh, we, we were talking about last night how bad the shooting percentages have been. And a lot of times they're open on these shots that they're missing. Um, so that's kind of the biggest, the bigger concern for me is like how reliable are these guys? And we know they're talented, right? They were obviously ranked really high nationally um, and, and they've had their moments. It's just like consistently though, like what are what can you expect from them going into their sophomore years? Right. I mean, I, I think at least one of them has to start. I mean, mm -hmm. or he, I, like I think Jordan Butler in an ideal world is your starting center next year. Um, yeah, because he's been here on campus for a year. And and look, if he's not your starting center, then who knows? We might be having this conversation about him a year from now. Um, Robinson. You'd love him to be your starting point guard. I'm not sure that's a – I'm not sure that's realistic at this yeah. point. And, and, yeah, again, Pierce, we just – we don't know yet. So, okay, so we're talking about numbers. I think he needs – I think he needs – I would rather see four transfers than two. I agree with you, three mm -hmm. is the number. But I'd rather see four than two simply because I, I just – you go 0-18, and man. And, oh, by the way, here's what we're not talking about. I mean, this is, we're acting like this is just a two a one way street. Who does he want to bring back? Obviously, everybody has to want to come back. Um, first NIL priority for Dennis Gates as soon as the season ends is Tamar Bates. What does it take? Yeah, yeah. I, Tamar Blake. Absolutely, he's going to have opportunities. Tamar, here's a blank check. Fill it in. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that has to how be much, it, right? Yeah. How much do you need? Because we need somebody who's experienced and has proven he can play on this level. Yeah, you, you, they have to have that anchor player, right? That's what they had with Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge. And I think Tamar Bates can be one of those guys for you. Um, it's just a matter of, like, how much does Tamar want to stick around in this situation, right? Right. And so you're absolutely right. Like, that has to be their top priority. Um, <clears throat> if he leaves, that makes it a, a really tough oh, yeah. rebuild in That's the offseason. Yeah, and and let's be clear, guys. We're not saying that's going to happen. Just look at college sports. It's, I mean, mm -hmm. you have to at least acknowledge the possibility. So, so Connor says in the transfer point guard and an elite rebounding forward or center. I I agree. I think they need a starting point guard in the portal. Do we agree with that? Yeah, like a 100%. one year guy, graduate yeah. transfer, whatever. And then, I just give me somebody who can score. Right, like they need another starter. I don't really even care what position it's at. Just they need another starter off out of the transfer portal. Yeah, I, I mean, I I kind of tend to agree with Connor though. Like Dennis Gates historically has not put out very good rebounding teams. Right, historically he has not topped the cracked the top three hundred in defensive rebounding rate, like in five years as a coach. So, like, that has to change. If you're going to, mm -hmm. you know, compete in the SEC, it can't be all offense all the time. Like, even last year's team struggled with that. When they had off nights offensively, they had no chance because of the number of offensive rebounds they were going to give up. So, I, I think Connor is, is hitting it nail on the head. Like, you have to get a big man who can be physical with these SEC bigs who isn't going to be pushed around by Texas A&M um, and, and can go
go and clean the glass for you. Like if they had Dennis Rodman on this team, he'd solve a lot of issues, you know? I mean, he would solve a lot of issues for a lot of teams, to be fair. Yeah. Also, if they had Charles Barkley, they would be good. And Michael right. Jordan. Excellent, <laughs> excellent shape in that case. Uh, so Logan asked kind of an interesting question. In retrospect, was taking five high schoolers a mistake? Like, it's too early to say that, right? But you you also can see where he's coming from. And then you look at it and go, yeah, they, they might need some immediate talent next year. And they've now got eight spots tied up in freshmen and sophomores. Right. We think. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I definitely understand where the question is coming from. I think for a team like Mizzou, right? Like it's not every day you get to sign that many high-end guys in in program history, right? right? They're like, all top 1, they're all top 100 players, correct? Right, correct. Or yeah. A top top 150 at least, right? Yeah, 150, okay. Um, but so like yes, I think that the goal was, you know, we'll have these new guys come in and we'll only need a piece or two or three in the transfer portal. Well, now you really need three or four pieces. Like, like you almost can't portal. miss in the portal, right? Like, if right. Exactly. You, can, you can just go take three guys, but they all have to hit. You can't go one mm -hmm. or two for three. Absolutely. Right. And like, you can't, you know, take a flyer on Jesus Carolero. Like it has to be some higher end guys like from other high major schools who have proven they can play at this level. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I don't know that it's a mistake, right? Because I, I would bet that a lot of those freshmen are going to help the program down the line, but at the same time, like looking at next year specifically, you know, it would probably help to have one of those spots open. Sure. So I think the goal next year is okay. Tamar Bates is a senior next year. You go find two or three transfers who are upperclassmen, whether those be juniors, seniors, whatever. They're old guys. And then the goal is over those next couple years, these freshmen and sophomores are your upperclassmen, right? And then you're filling in. So, I, I mean, you can see the plan. You can see the, the hope for the plan. Now, obviously, they have to go pan out. And this is kind of where, uh, you know, and, and we're going to talk a lot about next year because, again, this year is just whatever next year's more interesting uh dustin says highly rated freshmen will still be freshmen but kentucky has made it work forever uh, gates hasn't exactly indoctrinated these three current freshmen so that's a big word I don't know i'll let you go here means. i want to right exactly i think he means uh gotten them gotten their feet wet but i i think like guys these aren't kentucky freshmen these aren't top 10 in the country <clears throat> and guess what the guys coming in next year aren't either there, I mean, Honor Boating is like borderline that, but he's number 21. And when you're number 21, that's you you can come in and instant impact and be a star right away, but it, it's no mm -hmm. guarantee. You know, guaranteed is like the top maybe six kids in the country. You know they're coming in and and they're gonna start and they're gonna make a big impact. So here's what, and then I'll let you kind of you know talk a little more about what you think these kids might do next year but here's the thing 
Missouri fans got so used to recruiting like a mid-major program over the last seven years that when Dennis recruited like a high-major coach should in year one, they they put unrealistic expectations on a class of Trent Pierce, Anthony Robinson, and Jordan Butler. These were not top 75 kids. They were they were well-regarded freshmen. They were four stars. They were what an SEC recruiting class should look like. It's just that you guys had gone so many years without seeing that, you thought suddenly we were going to see a version of Chris Weber, Juwan Howard, and Jimmy King come in here. Sorry, Jalen Rose, I left you out. But, you know, um, that that's that was never going to – now, I understand being disappointed with these current freshmen and, and the output and all that, but, I, again, we just got so used to seeing guys that, like, their next best offer was Texas-San Antonio that we just mm -hmm. said, oh, my God, this guy has four stars. He's going to be incredible the day he sets foot on campus. And that's not last year's class. And I'm not sure it's next year's class either. Right. So, uh, and you got to remember, like, what the expectations for them coming into this season were, right? Like, we didn't expect Anthony Robinson to be playing this much. We thought he was going to be right. buried behind Nick Honor and Sean East at the point guard spot. Um, we didn't really expect Jordan Butler to play all that much, right? Because they they had a, a couple of bigs that were ahead of him. We expected Trent. And the Pierce one we did expect isn't on the yeah. court ever. <laughs> Ever. So, um, like, yeah, like, like you said, and you mentioned Kentucky, you know, being able to make it work with freshmen. Um, it was one of the reasons that I didn't think it was going to work at Kentucky this year, right? Like, I, I voted them ninth in the conference poll because, like, I didn't trust Cal to make it work with a bunch of guys who haven't played SEC basketball before. And obviously, I've been proven wrong, right? But it's also interesting because the guys who are the freshmen specifically who are making it work at Kentucky weren't like the top 10 guys either. Right. Like Justin Edwards right. has Reed been Shepard. Yeah. Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham. And those were two of the lower rated guys in that class. Um, DJ Wagner and Justin Edwards and Aaron Bradshaw. Those guys have been kind of disappointing. Right. They, uh, the last mock draft I looked at, none of them are going in the first round and they were projected to be one and dones. So yeah. you just never really know what to expect with the freshman group, right? Um, so I, I think because of the way this season's gone, they've had to play the freshmen a little bit more. Uh, Mizzou, I'm talking about now. Um, and, and, like, it, it hasn't been great, but that's kind of why you don't want to throw them out there for 30 minutes yeah. and get their confidence messed up because, like – you really kind of want to just get their feet wet until they're physically ready for this level of play. Yeah. One more I want to hit here and then we'll, we'll go to dip into the green room. T rise says, is Trent Pierce still a one and done? I want to be clear. Nobody's ever said that. That has never been said. What was said was Trent Pierce will not be at the university of Missouri for four years. Meaning they believe he will go to the NBA before he exhausts his eligibility. Not one person has ever called Trent Pierce a one and done, to my knowledge, other than on a message board. You know, so like I get it. He has not lived up to maybe even the expectations that were set at this point. But but nobody said Trent Pierce was going pro after this year. So, um, all right. So this is kind of the crossover part of the show. I'm going to bring Gerard on the screen. So, Drew, you can tell him happy birthday or sing happy birthday to him if you happy want. Happy birthday. Oh, wow. I didn't really expect it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, so, so Gerard is uh, is going to celebrate uh, on Sunday with a Super Bowl to watch. I personally, it's a big day for me, Gerard. You cost me less to get you a rental car next football season. Now, this is incredible. This is a big day for all of us, man. I, oh, I got yeah. you. Got you. <laughs> got you. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the crossover section. Look, we're not going to spend the whole night talking Super Bowl, right? But there's not a lot going on, guys. We're we're like, we can't get on here and talk for 45, 60 minutes about nothing right now. So, all right, Super Bowl. I just I just sent Gerard a tweet that Rush, Rushy Rice did not practice with multiple ankle injuries today. That makes me very sad. I hope there's nothing to that. I hope that's just I hope that's just the Chiefs going. Let's just let's just f with them a little bit uh, on Thursday's practice. I think so. I mean, you I have seen him the last couple games limping a little bit. He, he he catches the ball though. He's been catching the ball, but he's been taking some shots. Um, and it's been really, really cold. So, I mean, I, I get it, but I think he'll be all right. All right. So we got two questions. We'll just go around the horn. First of mm-hmm. all, what's the score? I don't care who starts. Either one of you guys, that, that what's the start start? I'll go 30 to 23. I think Chiefs win it by a touchdown. Okay. That's nice. Uh, I'll probably change it again. I'll say 24, 21 Chiefs. Okay, I picked the Chiefs in multiple text chains, 29-17. Oh, okay. like three field goal. Oh, yeah. I, 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 like, I can't, I just, look, I, I picked the Chiefs to lose two weeks ago, so this is not Homer stuff, I think. <laughs> I just don't see Brock Purdy beating Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So here's, here's the bigger question. Uh, if the Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes will be the MVP. But let's pretend that he is not the MVP. Who's the MVP? Taylor Swift. Drew no, no. <laughs> just Drew just sabotaging. The show, <laughs> uh, um, it's hard that it, to imagine it wouldn't be Kelsey, but like last year would have been it should have probably could have been Nick Bolton. So if somebody gets any defensive touchdowns, um, but I'll, I'll probably just have to go with Kelsey. I, it's really hard to imagine someone else. Uh, I'll I'll be a contrarian and pick somebody on the defense. I think it would be Chris Jones, right? If he's able to get to Brock Purdy and create pressure, I think that that'll be a Super Bowl MVP worthy performance. The the one bet I have placed in the last twenty years of my life, I had somebody put twenty bucks on Chris Jones as Super Bowl MVP last year because it was pretty good odds. Didn't work out. They gave up thirty five points, so I can't uh, I can't fall down that <laughs> rabbit hole again. I did. Uh, uh, one of my friends told me that Harrison Butker is plus 43,000 as MVP. Uh, Chiefs like to kick a lot of field goals. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not bad value there. Uh, but it's if it's not Mahomes, it's probably Pacheco, is my opinion. If yeah, it's not Mahomes, it's because it's because the Chiefs just said the 49ers can't stop the run. We're just going to run the hell out of the ball and, and beat them on defense. And yeah. Pacheco wins the MVP. Yeah, that's a, or, that's a good one. Or Clyde. I know Gerard's a big Clyde fan. Could be Clyde. <laughs> uh, he's been doing better, but uh, big fan. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, <laughs> see, that's see a Logan fun. agrees with me. Pacheco, sleeper MVP. So, uh, all right, Drew. So, we're going to kind of transition, man. I 
after making you watch two hours of that last night, I felt bad making you talk about it for another 20 minutes tonight. <laughs> even, though, even though you get paid, it's kind of your job, but sometimes it's easier. I love play. basketball even when it's not good basketball, you know? Like, it's still basketball. I don't know, man. I watched I watched the first Mizzou A&M game in person. I couldn't do it to myself again. So. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you next okay. time. All right. That is Drew King. Now, Gerard, uh, I don't know if you saw at the beginning, the, one of the very first comments was, do we have to talk basketball? So they've just been waiting for you, man. They've been, they've been waiting for you to get here. Um, it's like oddly quiet. I feel like I don't really think there's been anything of, of note for at least a week. Yeah. It's, um, I just, every time I think about what's going on now, I go back to last year and what are some of the things I was doing around this point last year. And it was, you know, kind of what you guys are seeing with the newcomer profiles and real soon there'll be uh, spring football, you know, uh, position previews, but it just, there was so much more. You could talk so much about what could we see out of the offense? Who's going to, there were so many questions. Yeah. And then, and then even, you were still thinking about, okay, portal, you know, who could they grab in the portal for the spring, you know, you know, the spring, it was losing coaches, gaining coaches. So there was like so many things. Now it's just like, they're, they're pretty set. I was on the radio, um, Chuck Oliver in Atlanta a couple of days ago. He's like, can we expect anything for, you know, you know, next couple of weeks? And I'm like, no, they've already not, hired, not that we know of. hired the coaches they needed to hire, uh, you know, in, in Batoon and early. And then, you know, the only person we were thinking, you know, in December or, you know, November area who may be a signee was Burnett and he, uh, what was it, Houston? Houston, Houston. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's nothing, not too much going on right now. Yeah, and, and like, that's good. I would say, I, you know, people in times like this get kind of bored and they're like, man, I want something to happen. You don't want anything to happen this time of year. If your if your team's not in the news this time of year, that's just perfectly fine. It means nobody's leaving, nobody's getting arrested. It is perfectly yeah. fine just to just to be quiet. So I, I saw a thread on the the board the, a couple of days ago about uh, an over, and I don't think like the official Vegas numbers are out yet, but over under win total. I know where I expect it to be set for Missouri. What do you think it will be or should be? I'm around like nine and a half, ten. That high. Okay. I think it's going to be eight and a half. Oh, man. See, I, I have a rule. I don't bet on SEC teams. If it's at eight and a half, I would take it. Over, I'm yeah. taking over on that. Quite easily, actually. I think I, I think I would, too. Nine and a half is – nine and a half might be a little I, – I think at eight and a half, most people would go over. I think at nine and a half – most people on this chat and most people on our message board would go over, but I'm not sure most people nationally would go over. But here's the thing about nationally. See, when a lot of people pick the other way, it just makes the odds better for the one I want. So, so that's fine. I would. I actually hope that would be the case if I was a you know if I was a Missouri fan I, wanting to bet on the on the odds. I think it will be set at eight and a half because I think they'll go. All right, they're going to lose Alabama. They're going to lose Oklahoma. And I'm not saying that's fair, but that's like national perception. Right. And then I think they'll see names like A&M on there and just say, you know, eight and a half makes more sense than nine and a half. But I, I could be wrong. I, nobody's ever asked me to uh, to be in Ve- to work in Vegas. So, all right. Anthony Mathis says he donated the money, but it was a typo and he wants his two million back. So so we talked about this. 
where if you had 62 million dollars what would you do <laughs> oh man i don't know uh whoever the anonymous person they're a lot better than me i would donate some of it but 62 nah I, first off well, retired well, I, i'm gonna retired. i'm gonna assume if he donated 62 he still yeah, has like i don't think well, he probably yeah. just emptied the bank account well, you asked me if I had 62. So right, right, right. if I had 62 to spare, if I just had 62, <laughs> okay. I would donate. I always think about this. If I won the lottery, I would, I know what I would donate to, but okay, I would instantly be thinking, I don't know, it, this person right here, they've got to, they've got to have, how much do you think their net worth is to be able to donate 62 and then not even get no credit for it? Right. A lot more. For sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't think because I promise that is not this person's first donation. You know, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, so, man. so look, this is real easy for me. If I had sixty-two million dollars, you know what I would do? You would never talk to me again. Right, like I'm if sure. I woke up tomorrow and I had sixty-two million dollars, I would buy a cabin in the mountains and I would throw my cell phone away. And if you were lucky, I would text you before I threw it away and say, "Hey, man." I'm out. The site is yours. Have fun. Yours. Uh, but uh, otherwise you would just wake up and I just wouldn't be there. Yeah. It, it would be like, it would be like the goodwill hunting thing, right? Every day I pull up and I, for those 10 seconds, I'm walking to your door. I hope there's a chance you're not going to be there. That would be you. You would wake uh, up. One day. I just wouldn't be there. Damn, Gabe. Don't do me like that. At least, <laughs> at least send me the message. Oh, I won a lottery you know what? You know what? You live right down the road. Here's how you'll find out. If I wake up with $62 million one day, I'm going to do all those things. I'll drop a million dollars in a McDonald's bag on your front porch and you'll know I'm out. Oh, see, that's your real one, Gabe. I was thinking, okay, I'm glad Gabe was sharing the wealth. I was thinking, man, if my man, if I won 62, I give you, Sean, and you, Sean, and uh, Drew, I each break you off some, do my donations, and then again, I, vanish basically so i get it yeah yeah all right connor is asking how would you seriously actually split up the 62 million i mean i'll give you my answer first first of all you're talking to the wrong people because if i had 62 million that's probably not what i would donate it to if i'm being honest but if i did i would say here's the 62 million dollars i would say here's your instructions Go to Eli Drinkwitz and tell him to find every single thing he can possibly spend a dollar on. And when he's done, if there's money left over, then go to Dennis Gates and say the same thing. And then when he's done, if there's any left over, do whatever you want with it. Oh, that's a that's a good plan, and that's much nicer in a way. Um, I would, because I was gonna say I was gonna just I don't know maybe divvy it up you know by which which sports, Different sports but, at the same, yeah. but i don't think that'd be a wouldn't be a fan favorite idea i, I but, am uh, i i am a, not a, an equal opportunity employer i want all the football and then <laughs> basketball and the rest hey come along for the ride man we'll, we'll 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 win a lot of things and make a lot of money and you guys can come along yeah for the ride. yeah but 62 million that person i don't know i, I don't know they they're living good <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the other thing we're going to talk about tonight uh, that, that we talked about, I don't, you guys probably all saw this, uh, Gary Pinkle, part of the new college football playoff committee. So despite the message boards uh, 
belief that this locks up Missouri's spot. I think GP probably will uh, do his job honorably in the correct way and actually assess the teams and and uh, put the teams in that deserve to be in. But cool honor for him. I know Mac Rhodes is on there. I didn't look at a lot of the other names. Uh, Hunter, you're a check from Arkansas. Uh, so if you get to be one of the guys in that room, Gerard, like what's the what's the biggest thing? You're like, all right, this is stupid. We're doing this different. I, I've got a question about that because I have an idea from okay. reading a couple of things. I feel like I merged it, but I don't know if the CFP committee, I don't know how this works. So take out the conference championships. And, I've, and I read an article by um, by Matt Z- Zemeck. Matt Zenitz? It's Z-E-M-E-K. Oh, okay. I don't know him. but um, Writing for Yahoo Sports and – so one of his ideas was take the conference championship time slots, so, you know, SEC championships or whatever, and kind of make it um, make it a play-in type situation. So, like, Alabama and Georgia, they would already be in because they're high enough, but then you make, you know, LS, the LSU's, Ole Miss's, Missouri's of the world kind of play in that time spot. Oh, it's like, it's like they do with the play-in games in the NCAA tournament, like two 11 seeds play. Yeah, in so you'll decide seeding or whatever. So um, I thought that was cool. I like um, that. And then also, I mean, you could just – it's not going to happen, but conference championships, I don't think they have to go away. Like, I like them, but there needs to be some type of better incentive. Like, it, yeah. it's out of place right now, and it doesn't do anything really but kind of ruin some something. It, it, it does give you a buy, though. But for, like – a team like Georgia, you go perfect right. and then you lose that game and yeah, now you're out of it completely. Right. Um, but that great. wouldn't be that way next year, like you said. I mean, yeah. if Alabama and Georgia would both be in. So I would – there's two things I would change. One of them probably won't happen. Uh, first of all, the group of five champion would have to be in the top 12 to get in for me. Group. Like you don't just automatically mm-hmm. get a spot. Like, Tulane this year would not have been in, or SMU or Liberty, yeah. Liberty. That no, Liberty yeah. ain't playing in my playoff. That's not a thing. Uh, you're not invited. You go play mm-hmm. the NIT. Good luck. Uh, see how you do. Um, and then the second change I would make is the second round games would be on campus. Okay. So so because like there's actually an incentive right now. There's an argument it's better to be the number five team than the number four team, right? Because if you're number five, you need to host a game. Your campus gets all wound up. It's good for your town, all that. You're probably going to win it because it's against number 12. Well, then if you're number four, like you get that team, but it's at a neutral site. You've had a week off. I I, I would like the, the top four seeds to host the quarterfinals on campus. You would like the top four teams to host. Okay, so you want everybody so, to play? So they're going to get – no, they get the bye in the first round. So okay, like you got five versus 12 like usual. But okay. when those last four teams are left, then number one hosts the lowest team left, number go. two hosts the second lowest team, all that, rather than putting those games uh, like at a neutral site. Another good one I've seen or another interesting one is just like make those like those first rounds of games or whatever. Make those bowl games as well. I mean, that would that would help them uh the the sponsorships and all that stuff it is still give it its own kind of weird i don't know it would make me feel like a little bit of the B, uh, the bcs era where the cock bowl i mean even if it wasn't the national championship or whatever you still thought like big game now everything's kind of to me a little bit diluted where if it's not one of those 
once for the title, you're just kind of like, mm. so now we can get like number seven versus 11 in the Duke's Mayo bowl. I would like, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. Um, we're going to have to, I wasn't thinking exactly Mayo, bowl, but right, yeah, no, no. add a little prestige to those bowl games. So they don't just feel like random things you're throwing on something. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys got some football related questions, uh, throw them up there. We'll, we'll take a few of those, uh, OU or Texas, bigger threat in the immediate future? Texas. Yeah, I, and probably. I mean, Texas I, was in the playoff this year. They're better right now, right? I, and they also have the Taylor Swift of college football, I guess. Arch Manning is just – Oh, I was, I was like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the way they talk about Arch Manning, you've seen the, uh, the picture – you know, from the, the championship when they were doing like the press conferences and no one oh, yeah. was talking to Quinn Ewers, but everybody was, you know, talking to Arch who isn't playing. I think it's uh, Texas. Now, now the, the smart ass answer here is, oh, use the bigger threat because they're on Missouri schedule next year and Texas isn't. But big picture. It is Texas. I, I think that's fair. Um, hey, look, guys, I've, I've got a few questions. Sam Horn related. It's on our message board. Uh, if you're bringing it here, you know, you read it there. We're talking about it there. We'll, that's it. I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, uh, do any more with it here. It's on our board. When we get more on it, um, we'll tell you. So I didn't want you to think I'm ignoring the question, but uh, we're not really going to do it here. So, so Gerard, I don't know if you saw this comment. This is This is the best comment that's happened on our YouTube show, and this might happen now. Champ Caldwell wants me to randomly leave a McDonald's bag with a McGriddle on your doorstep one day. So you just, just for that half second, you might walk out there and be like, Gabe just left me a million bucks, man. He's out. And then you open it up. It's just like a sausage McGriddle. You know? Yeah. I think I would, first off, I'd probably take a bite of it. And then I'd say, well, I've got real money. I'm going to go take, I'm going to go have a real breakfast. I would be, I, I mean, look, that, I'm not here for slander of sausage McGriddles. That's, no, that's no, no, a good no, no, meal. No, 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 I'm I'm a McGriddle Mc, McMuffin is a or a, yeah, I think that's it the, with the English muffin. Yeah, I think that's that's my jam. With like the with like the fake egg. Yeah, y'all y'all be hating on it. Y'all don't hate on it. Not hate on it. It's it's decent, but I would probably be thinking I'm about to go buy you know, a breakfast that my mom would say we got that at home. That's <laughs> that's what I'd be on. See the McGriddle, the syrup pockets, man. That, that's a that's a that's a nice invention. Somebody was smart when they came up with that. Also, there was uh, over the summer there was uh, there was one of the like half of one of those eggs from an egg McMuffin on our sidewalk, not our sidewalk, not in front of our house, but like on the street. Like I don't know what had happened. Somebody might have been eating their McMuffin drunk and dropped the egg and didn't notice. But it was there and my dog found it, man. My dog sniffed that exact spot for like four months after he was just hoping that that egg came back. From oh. the egg McMuffin. So I, I'm kind of out on the egg McMuffin. Oh, <laughs> wow. Gotcha. So, but my dog would take it. So, uh, you know, so. So where's the real breakfast then? If McDonald's isn't good enough, what's the real breakfast? Is it is it Waffle House? No. Come on, no, Waffle. No. Now, now you can't also no, slander no, Waffle House. No, waffle no, 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 no. I'm 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 decent. I love I love a Waffle House, but I don't know something like 
See, I have I don't got no money. I don't, I'm not used to this, so I wouldn't know the spots. The first thing that come to mind is the first watch place, and I'm sure oh, yeah. rich folk is like, you know, that's nothing for me. That's the commitment. That's the thing I got to think out. Like I'm going to first watch, you know, next week. That's not something I'm just thinking. You know, I'm gonna just pop in here real quick. That's not it. Yeah. Uh. Well, if if whenever uh, whenever you get rich, go to Ernie's in Columbia. It's the best breakfast in Columbia. Earnings. Okay. You like no. that? Yeah. All right. Uh, so a couple quick ones. Uh, any Mizzou guys impressed at the senior bowl? I mean, I think Darius Robinson might've had the best week of anybody at the senior bowl. Yeah. I mean, my whole, again, it's been quiet, but the whole, my whole, you know, Twitter XP, whatever we calling it now, it was just Darius Robinson things, Darius Robinson things, seeing some things about, uh, you know, people talk about Ennis being a first rounder, even going higher than D Rob. I've seen a couple, I got a couple things about Cody Schrader. And then the last thing I remember is you saying, you know, JC Carlisle was up to like 230, 240 or mm-hmm. something like that. But um, yeah, D uh, Rob was trying to do what he said when he came on the pod, you know, maybe a month or so ago. They're trying to play his way into getting one of those invitations to the green room in his hometown or, you know, his home state. And it kind of looks like, I mean, most of the mock drafts I've seen in the last week have him somewhere between like that 26 and 32 range late first yeah. round. Yeah. And I've that's a, that's actually the place to be because then you get to be on a good team. There's oh, no yeah. coming in and trying to save the Panthers. You actually go maybe get to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, mock draft I've seen recently. The last mock draft I've seen early in the week, I was doing four down territory. I think he was – 30 or 31. I feel like he was with the Chiefs. I the mock draft I was using, I think it was PFF. I know I know Eric Edholm had him going to the Chiefs too. Yeah. Okay. And then um I've seen Ennis as high as like 17. The the last one I seen was whatever the Lions is picking. So it's 22, 26, something like Somewhere 26 probably lower because they were in the conference championship, but something like that. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean six. Six guys drafted, something like that. Two in the first round would obviously be huge for Missouri. Um, I don't know. Spring football starting pretty soon, but uh, I don't know. I, I think you and you and me are in the same spot, Gerard. Let's let's get just let's go seventy two hours of, of nothing big, no real news. Get one last football game out of the way, then we can get to the other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, just yeah. You know, let's keep it. Keep it quiet just for the next for this weekend. Let me have this weekend. Um, Chiefs need to win. I, I've told you this for a minute. If they get to the Super Bowl, I need them to win. You, so it's not a miserable day. So you're you're turning 25 on Sunday, is that right? Correct. 26. Okay. 25. So the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl for 16% of your life. And they have been in the conference championship game for a quarter of your life. I'm man, he's spoiled young kid, man. You know, I get why you would say that. But I also <laughs> think when I started watching, my first memories is probably like 2005, maybe. So a little priest Holmes, but really the Larry yeah. Johnson. Trent era. Green. So, yeah. 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 Like the last season of Trent Green or two, maybe okay. when they were, they just had good running backs and nothing else. Or actually, some of those teams actually had like tons of pro bowlers, but they could, they'd go two and 14 still. <laughs> right. So I, I remember 
some bad times. So I don't feel you're not talking to a to an elementary kid school who's like Pat Mahomes. <laughs> no, nah, I've seen something before this game. <laughs> all right, good deal. Well, hey guys, um, appreciate all of you hanging out with us. If you can, before you go, like, comment, subscribe, share it on social media, do all those things. We try to try to get you one every week. Uh, trying to take a little bit of your focus off, uh, maybe some basketball that has got you down lately. So. Try to try to lift your spirits a little bit, but appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, James Carlton's information has been running across the bottom of the screen all night. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can hit him up at carltoninsurance.net. You can give him a call at 314-961-4800. So if you're listening on the podcast, again, 314-961-4800. Uh, again, I was emailing with James earlier this week about some stuff. Super responsive, super helpful. He wants to uh, he wants to help you guys out, especially since you're a Mizzou fan. So make sure to mention Power Mizzou when you get in touch with James. Uh, we will come back. I know next week I'm I'm trying to work on a little draft thing for you guys, a uh, little draft show for you. And I don't know, we'll do some other stuff. We try not to plan too far ahead in the off season. So uh, maybe maybe we'll get Nick Bolton on the show, right? I can promise that. I mean, it's not going to happen, but I can say it, right? Yeah, I mean, first off, right. games to go. You can you can pull anybody in here, right? Yeah, right. Tune tune back in next week. Two time Super Bowl champion Nick Bolton jo joins me and Gerard. We'll talk to you then. Mm -hmm.